Hello and good evening, everyone. Welcome to this week's new episode of Primetime Gaming with Mr. Boomstick and Friends. And ladies and gentlemen, we have an outstanding show. We got some breaking news uh, that coming out of the way of both Kotaku, which you know they are, you know they are who we thought they were, and VGC, who is reporting that uh, Xbox Game Studios boss Matt Booty has uh, stepped up to defend Bethesda. Uh, you know, with the um, accusation of work crunch. And we're going to get into that story. We're going to get into the original story. But then, folks, we're going to kind of talk about this uh, crunch culture uh, that is known to be widespread in gaming. Um, there are a lot of people that, when I posted this on the socials, had a significant amount of things to say about work, uh, about working in the industry and or physical work versus, well, game development. And I actually have a few things to say about it because, well, even though I understand that no, we don't want crunch. Nobody wants crunch in the industry. Microsoft is doing their damnedest to make sure that that is not a thing. And we, I definitely applaud Microsoft for it. I think that games can be made without crunch. But I also know that they can throw resources or in the in, in the terms of hiring more people to get things done. And this is where, you know, we're going to have a have a have a conversation. And like I said, when I dropped this onto the socials, there were a lot of people who come from the school of hard knocks like myself who were blue collar folks who stood in the rain who worked in the snow, who stood on a foot post like I did sometimes for 16 hours without a break. And you know what? The job needed to get done. And they're, you know, they're, this, this generation, the younger generation, um, does not have the same work ethics as we did back in the days. I will tell you that. And um, also, we have everyone on the, uh, on the panel here who have big opinions as to there can be a happy medium specifically, and that comes the way of Kaysante. But let's introduce someone that I am ashamed to say is making his first appearance. He should have been on this show months and months and years, even years ago. Pixel Bit G, you see him in the chat all the time. My brother, how the heck are you? Welcome to the program. Good evening, brother Boom and panel, as well as the chat. Um, I appreciate being invited to your show, man. I've been listening to you guys for a long time. Well, it's great to have you here. We know that you have uh, a development history in tech, so we're going to get your hot take opinions about crunch versus, you know, an acceptable amount of time to make uh, to make games. Also, you know, games, folks, is a business, and with with business comes, you know you know, deadlines, uh, deadlines are a thing. And, uh, listen, we're going to get into it, but Kay Asante, welcome back to the program, brother. How you feeling? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Welcome. Welcome to all the folks in the chat. It's been a, a an interesting couple of days. Uh, we've been having some fun. Uh, my, my, my cheap plug. I had a, uh, we had a, a very fun show a couple of days ago doing a, a quick steam deck review, which nice. has been a long time coming. Uh, you know, a lot of people showed up. Some people did not. You know, we'll, we'll talk about that later. You know, uh, <laughs> I will say for those who haven't happened to watch it, haven't seen it, it, it was a lot of fun. A lot of people gave me some really good feedback about it. There are literally game codes riddled all over the chat in that thing. Uh, so many of them were claimed. I think there was a cyberpunk code that was claimed. A bunch of other codes were claimed. Some were not. So if you happen to go scour the show and you're, you're in that chat, you might grab one and 
choose to go uh, redeem it and you might get yourself a game because I know there are still some that are that are out there. But yeah, it, it's been a fun couple of days and you've set up some very interesting, hot and heavy topics to to kind of carve carve up. So I, I'm I'm looking to get into it. I appreciate all my, my of course, my PTG brethren and of course the man, Mr. Pixelbit G. Too bad we don't have any Halo news because usually when Pixel's in the spot, we want to we want to test his his. You know, because this this man is a Halo like lore encyclopedia in addition to his other skills. So it's always good to have you around. Yeah, making me a one trick around, pony, you know? bro. <laughs> well, we're actually, it's funny you talk about that because tomorrow at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time uh, is going to be the new episode of X Vlog Live, and I'm going to be sitting down with another Halo expert known as Luke Lore, Insipid Ghost on Twitter. We're going to be sitting down for 70 minutes. We're going to be talking about the rumored xbox dedicated handheld which we think that they're testing in fact we know that they're testing thanks to folks like uh jez corden and others um and uh they are testing a few different new products and a handheld is one of them and we're also on the back end of that conversation because insipid ghost is such a huge halo fan like myself uh we're going to be talking about the state of Halo Infinite. There is some controversy, folks, and that comes the way of the newly announced um, uh, microtransactions coming to Halo Master Chief Collection. A lot of people are wondering why there's even content coming to the Master Chief Collection when Halo Infinite is missing so much. So tomorrow, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, if you want to hear that and a lot of other opinions, make sure you tune in for that. But let's continue. With the introductions next up crispy bomb the best voice in the business and one i can guarantee you is going to be in gear six i have a feeling what's going on brother how you feeling gear six are we talking about that already no just... we we are brother I'm, I'm gonna petition for you to get a, a at least to be one of the the the, the, the side piece characters you, you got to get in there brother you got to oh, get man in. if a lot of peers can get there i don't know man like i i got the voice i'm just saying um i agree it's 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 gonna be it's going to be something special tonight because I think we all have great opinions. And um, also we have like work experience stuff, stupid stuff like that. But I mean, it, it's kind of a dry week. So, I mean, let, let's go into it. I mean, Matt Booty said what he said. Let, let's do it. Yeah, we're, we're going to get into the original story, which was posted uh, on, on Kotaku. I believe it was June 8th, if I'm not mistaken. And then the follow-up story that they released when Matt Booty actually responded. But let's continue with the introductions. Uh, Wandering Dutch, what's going on, brother? Your show was amazing today. Uh, well, I, I don't know if you had a show today. I think didn't you say yes. you were taking a week? Oh, you did have a show today. Yeah. It was the week before that you were off. How are you, man? How was the show? Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. Uh, and you've got a super chat there from from someone yes. that's connected to that actually. Uh huh. Had the awesome, uh, awesome stuff Sean on doing his first ever podcast. Oh, that's great! Well. I love it. Love to hear uh, it. Which was absolutely awesome. Um, and I think he's given you a shout out as well into that into that super chat. So if you want to quickly grab that one, that kind yes, of highlight. Yes, I will. That. I will grab it right here. He says this stuff. Sean drops a five pound super chat and says, "I I won your competition last year, boom, and got my first headset in years." Oh, that's right. I do remember that. He says used it tonight to go on to Dutch's show. Your next boom, um, two of my favorite creators. Well, thank you for the compliment, brother, and I'm glad that you won the uh, contest from last year. I, I, I do remember that. That was, I think, that was the the the, the Christmas with Mr. and Mrs. Boomstick, yeah, if I'm not so, mistaken. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, yeah Dutch, that was, it, 
that was awesome. And it was obviously it was great to see him on and, and obviously get put that headset to use in, in, in a different way and get into the podcasting game as well. So uh that, that's been awesome. It was great to come back, had new overlays, new everything. It just took a week off to to revitalize and, and refresh in the place ready for the second half of the year. Um, but no, awesome to be back on, on this show as always. And uh, looking forward to getting into the topics. Crunch is always a fun topic to talk about. <laughs> it, you know, it, it is. But I, like I said, I think everyone is going to have a real interesting uh, opinion. Uh, lots of very, yeah. like I said, I, I think it's going to be a hot topic. against the folks, we're not just talking about crunch. Uh, obviously, you saw the original advertisement. We're going to be ta- we're going to be talking on the back end of the program our three most anticipated games. Uh, of tw- uh, that's left for 2022. Um, n- obviously, next week is July, and we'll have put the first six months behind us. There is still half a year ahead of us, and there are a lot of games, one of which uh, we saw on the Nintendo Direct, and that was Sega Frontiers. Uh, speaking of Sega Frontiers and Sega at all, Everborn Saga. What's going on, brother? What's happening? How are you What's happening? What's happening? It feels good to be back. I'm not going to lie. I was off the last couple of weeks. I made a little appearance here and there, but uh, a lot of life stuff happening, a lot of adulting going on. That's not really a thing, <laughs> but that's what they say these days. Uh, but no, I'm good to be back, especially that we get to be coming back talking about Sonic. That's how you got me to come back, Boom. You said mm, Sonic. I, I said Sonic, like, and you and get you about arrived. life. <laughs> I just appear. I might be behind you. I'm in the house right you, now. You see it uh, three times in a row, and Everborn just appears behind you. Shows That's up. what happens. <laughs> well, um, you know what? Yeah, but yeah, super excited. And to be joined by Pixelbit G, who who we are we call on from time to time whenever there's some 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 Halo talk, but also uh, to put uh, fools with bad takes in their place. Yes, oh boy. And we do, and we do love seeing that. Well, listen, folks, let's get right into it. Uh, the original report comes the way of Kotaku, like I said earlier. It was published on June 8th of 2022, obviously this year, and it was by Sissy uh, Zhang. And um, the report, the, the, uh, the, the headline of the story is The Human Toll of Fallout 76. Uh, it's uh, 76's disastrous launch. And it follows by former ZeniMax developers claim that Fallout 76 was severely mismanaged. And here's a quote from that un- un- unnamed um, former Bethesda worker. They say this. No one wanted to be a part of that project because it ate people. It destroyed people, one former developer of Fallout 76 told Kotaku. The amount of people who would go to that project and then would quit was quite high. Now, Kotaku, according to reports, spoke to 10 former employees of Bethesda and its parent company, ZeniMax Media, who were familiar with Fallout 76's development, all whom shared their accounts only under the condition of anonymy. Uh, some sources said that they were they signed non-disparaging agreements upon leaving the company and feared that Zenimax's influence in the industry would prevent them from being hired elsewhere. Uh, it also, according to the report, testers who worked during the months leading up to the original launch said that the crunch crunched 10-hour days for six days a week as the game trudged towards its betas, optimistic launch which with launch date which was november 14th of 2018 now i want to close out that story because what we're here to talk about is 
head of Xbox Game Studio, Matt Booty, quote, and he says this, it's unfair to put crunch culture onto one studio. And this is another report from Kotaku that's the follow-up. Now, what I find interesting is, and I said this in the opening, Kotaku just being Kotaku. Uh, this, I think, is a non-story because that crunch culture that was then uh, was well before Microsoft purchased Bethesda and ZeniMax. Uh, since then, we know that Microsoft has taken a very firm hand and stance into eliminating crunch altogether from Xbox Game Studios development, and that includes Bethesda. So I'm not saying that what happened to those developers is bad or good or we shouldn't talk about it. We should talk about it, and I'm glad that this story did come out, but I kind of wonder the motivation behind it because normally, you know, when Jason Schreier or Jason the Rat Schreier was there at Kotaku, he would do these in investigative reportive stories, and they, a lot of the times, more times than not, would be relevant to a current situation. This seems like they want to relive those glory days of while he was there, which he now writes for Bloomberg, and they brought up a story that, and I, and I say this with respect, like I said, what happened to those de developers that had this horrendous time working for Bethesda in, in uh, for Fallout 76, that cannot be forgiven, right? You know, what happened is what happened. I'm glad we're talking about it. But the motivation behind this story to bring it up now is a little suspect, at least to my opinion. And me, me, this is not me, you know, being, you know, the defender of Xbox. If the Xbox is wrong, understand I'm going to call them out fair square. But this is this is a story that happened a couple of weeks ago, and we now have a report, a follow up report, in a in, in um a question and answer. Booty was asked to address the Kotaku report from earlier this month, which documented troubled working conditions at Bethesda and Zenimax during the development of Fallout 76. And this is what he had to say, folks. Uh, that Xbox took crunch reports about its studios seriously, but added that the challenge with a lot of these articles is that they look backwards, sometimes pretty far back in time. And while Kotaku's report mentioned that crunch occurred on older productions, such as Skyrim, uh, it mainly addressed the crunch that took place in 2018 on Fallout 76. And what's interesting is at an all-hands-on-deck all meeting on Thursday, Xbox addressed the growing employee concerns about labor conditions at Bethesda Game Studios and its parent company, ZeniMax. And this is what Matt Booty had to say. He said, we are confident that the studio was not crunching and that it is unfair to attribute crunch culture only to Bethesda. Now, he goes on to say this. Crunch culture is, if you go back 10 years, a little unfair to put that on one studio, said Booty. It's just part of the industry. I don't say that it's that I justify it. I'm just saying that it's a part of the culture of the industry. I literally slept under my desk in my early career, and we looked at that as a badge of honor. Um, and look, let's let 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 let's close out the story here because I think it might be slowing my my uh, my, my my footage down. Um, let, let, let's talk about it. And I'm going to go first to our guest, Pixelbit G. Uh, I want to get you in on the conversation because you are a developer, uh, but you're not a game developer, but you are still in, uh, in, in development, tech development. 
culture is a thing that happens. Uh, I mean, crunch is a thing that happens. I'm not saying that it's right or wrong. Um, but what what are your thoughts on the report? Because I know that Microsoft has been very f- front facing regarding um, crunch. And if there were crunch going on, well, if that was the case and they were trying to get, let's say, a game out like Starfield that needed, you know, X amount of time, but they wanted it out on this time, we wouldn't have had a delay like at, like we did. So I think that they are true to their word. And considering that Microsoft is in the top 10 places to work uh, and Xbox is a part of Microsoft, I think that they are keeping true to their word. That's why they are hiring and people are looking to work there. What are your thoughts on this report, bro? Yeah, I, I don't, I don't disagree with that, right? If um, I, I, I suspect, like, the company did have a crunch culture or, or you know, issues with crunch. You know, twenty eighteen. You're talking four years ago, right? Microsoft has has specifically made it their point to avoid crunch, and, and we're seeing the results of that avoidance, right? You, this year being a perfect example of a company that isn't trying to crunch. Right? Because if they were, like you said, right, uh, Starfield would hit. Um, Halo would have hit on, you know, the, the time that it was supposed to release that, right? So they they are actively making decisions, um, you know, around their employees and, and as well as around their products, right? Because, I'm, you know, it's a, it is all about the bottom line of the product. In terms of, of like, you know, crunch in general, in any development environment, you're going to run into scenarios where you're going to get long pre- periods of overtime. Right. Even the best planned projects are going to wind up with situations where, you know, some functionality doesn't work, or whatever. And you're either going to miss the date or you're going to ask your employees to work harder, you know, longer hours in order to try to make up for the time. Right. So we also have to consider that when we're, we're talking about the culture of a, of a company. Right. These these um, uh, code problems basically could cascade downward. So if you have a project and the project states that you need to hit something within, uh, you know, 12 months, a lot of code can be written in the 12 month span, right? And they'll be dealing with, you know, tens of thousands of of lines of, of code. If you wind up with some kind of crazy area somewhere in, in your in your project, immediately your timeline starts slipping, right? And then businesses have to make a decision you know, do we do we extend our project or do we continue, you know, or try to put more people to it, right? Now, what it seems like is they said that these things were happening uh, whenever it was, like, time to get to, like, a beta or something like that, right? So that's, like, a specific time frame where you've set a goalpost and you're trying to get all your people in line to hit that goal. And that's not unusual, right? So, like, in, in my industry, I'm in the financial industry, you know, we we generally do things in like um, uh, three month sprints, right? But you need to deliver at that three month st- um, point, right? There is there generally isn't a, an option to delay something. So when you when you're like you know two weeks out from that that um that deliverable and you're looking at the code and you run into some issue, that issue needs to be resolved one way or the other, right? right? And for the most part, most developers are in the industry who they want to work. They want the code. They want their they want their code to be good. And I, I would suspect in the game industry, you got additional layers of enthusiasm for work, depending on the age of the developer, right? But even me, you know, I'm, you know, almost 50. I still, when I see code that uh, you know, has an issue, 
I'll put a 50 hour weekend. I'll put a 60 hour weekend. Yep. Right. That may happen multiple weeks on end. If, if there's a problem that needs to be addressed at that time. So, you know, from my perspective, it, it is a big deal, but it's not, it, it's not a, as big of a deal as sometimes, uh, you know, the community tries to make it because a lot of things can lead, um, you know, to crunch. Hey, Pixel, can I just add to what you're saying? Uh, just working in, in, in the same field. Um, you know, sometimes, um, and I know what we're talking about here might be mandatory, maybe it is, maybe it's not, but just when you're working on software projects and there's a bug that you are trying to fix, sometimes your own sort of pride and ego make you want to put in that extra time to fix it because when you're a software engineer, when something doesn't work, it kind of eats away at your soul. More times than not. Right? And you... <laughs> You could tech in general, but continue. yeah, you take it personal. Yeah, you take it right. Personal. So, so you you can't leave it alone till you get it to work. People and, don't and make let, sense. Tech is supposed to, yes. right? And 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 you know, so some of that is hey, people are just like we want to get this working, and if it's a game, there's this bug you can't figure out. So so you know, I I I get it. And this is not about excusing, but. When you said 10-hour days, when you said crunch, I thought you meant sleeping under the desk. 10-hour yeah. days That's an and working day. on the weekend. I have to carry <laughs> this phone with me for work yeah, yeah. in case one of the applications I goes saying. bad. Listen to what you're right? saying. You're I, saying 10-hour days is a normal day. I get that. In the tech space, a lot of people who don't work in the tech space are seeing a 10-hour day. I work eight hours. I go home. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like... When I was in the consulting space, yeah, a 70-hour week is nothing. An 80-hour week is nothing, right? A my, deployment going 24 hours is nothing. Like, you, you know, three-day deployments my, happen, right? My work day right now is nine hours. So you're saying one more hour. Is the, right, like, right. I get here. that. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I get that. So, you know, it, it's I, – I, I get it. Um, but, you know, I, I think um, – once you use the word crunch in this in in in, a, in the context that we are concerned with it kind of poisons the well and yeah, you know I agree. the 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 question is how were those workers being treated how you know what I mean? there's one thing saying listen we got to hit a deliverable by the hook or by the crook because you know we don't hit this date some people are losing jobs because we're not going to be able to afford to pay anybody because you know we're an independent company right and that's just we're not we're not talking about like this is Microsoft who can afford to miss a date, like Bethesda, like you know that was their biggest game coming out, right? And when you think about how these projects are funded, uh, you know what promises were made to hit these dates. People know that you need, when you need to hit a date, it, it it could be detrimental to a company like Bethesda at the time, right? Yeah. So so you know, but again. We don't we don't know all the context. Are these people saying they were saying, listen, that you we're barring the doors closed and you can't leave and you can't work on this from your house? And uh, or is it is it people saying, listen, uh, clock is up, boss. I'm out. I don't, I'm leaving. I'm leaving this line unfinished. I'm not checking this code in. I'll check it in at 9 a.m. Right. Um, so, you know, I don't I don't know. And another thing to consider I and is. Um, even with this whole, and I know this is before the work from home transition that we've made, but I think work from home kind of exacerbates the hours that people do, 
right? A lot, a lot of the times that I'm seeing now is because people are working from home, they're they're doing those nine, 10, 12 hour days easy, right? They're just always on and connected. And there's something where you feel like you have to be on and connected um, or you're going to fall behind. Yeah, right? (laughs) So again, uh, and I get the people that are saying, listen, I'm doing that now. So if I was doing it for video games, great, (laughs) right? But, um, you know, I, I think um finding the happy medium of not crunching and uh hitting target dates point to me someone who's successfully done that and they've put out a product that was groundbreaking can it does anyone have an example uh well i mean look i i i do want to i do want to speak on it because i I do have something to say regarding that see here's the thing you know when, when you talk about blue collar right you know versus you know, in, in the office, I, I, I understand I'm, I am never going to turn around and uh, say that we need crunch to get games and that it, it, that the release of a game, because I see I, I'm looking at the chat right now and I'm reading the chat and, you know, I, I totally understand where some people are like, well, you know, if a game is going to be delayed, uh, then, you know, maybe they need to work harder. And, and I, I understand, you know, specifically for Xbox this year is. A perfect example of you know a lot of games being delayed uh, and that that's a multitude of of issues that that has a lot to do with uh you know the current pandemic that's still ravaging the planet um it also has a lot to do with people trying to figure out how to do heavy development when they are uh used to being in an office and they have to do that from home now so there, there, there are a lot of challenges but one of the things that I, I would say frustrates me from a, a blue collar guy's point of view is like everyone that, that follows me knows I'm a retired New York city police officer. Right. And that's, that was my choice. I, I wanted to give back to the community and I was very, very fortunate enough to police the community I grew up in. It's, it doesn't happen very often. I have an, a very magical story with my, with my career and I, I'm always going to be thankful for it, for the opportunity but there were days where you came in, you signed in, and 8.35, 8 hours, 35 minutes later, you're signing out and you're going home. And there were days where you did 16-hour tours. Um, and sometimes you were on a foot post for 14 of those 16 hours standing there like a statue. And sometimes it was 100, and, 100 degrees in the shade. Sometimes it was cold and uh, 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 freezing. And sometimes it was pissing rain. But this is the job I chose, and this is what I did, right? I, I, but what I think is, it's a, it's a little, to me, it's a little frustrating when I hear someone complaining about working 10 hours in a climate-controlled environment. If it's cold outside, it's warm in your building. If it's 90 degrees because you're in California, it's probably a nice, cool 65 degrees in the office that you're in. Um and uh, if you want to go to the bathroom, it's probably on the same floor. If you want to go to the cafeteria and grab a snack while you're developing, you could probably do that as well. So I'm not saying that crunch is is not a thing and that it should not be taken seriously, but I I, I have to say that if 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 if, this, if we're going to have a conversation about real world, right, and someone's going to come to me and say, well, because I'm a blue collar guy, it's okay for me or a sanitation worker, or an ambulance uh, driver, or a medic, 
or a military personnel, it's okay for you guys to work 14, 16, 20 hours, you know, tough titty. But because I went to school and now I make games, I can only work eight hours. Uh, otherwise, I'm going to complain. I'm going to have a real problem with that conversation. But I, I want to bring Kay Asante into this because we were having that particular conversation. First of all, I'm glad Matt Booty came out and defended Bethesda. I think, I, I like agree. I said, I think that this is a non-story. I think Kotaku is doing what they do best and just being a bunch of D-bags. Um, like I said, if this, if they, they're not telling this story because they want to change the industry. They're telling this story because if they wanted to change the industry. They would have told it when the problem was happening way back when. Oh, well, there you go. Hey, uh, there you Kay, go. There are some okay. people that think uh, maybe Matt Booty himself should do some more crunch. Uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we, the, thing we, got, we, the thing I've got to say there, Kaysan, as well as the way back when, the, the thing I'd pull up straight away is way back when people who were in game development never complained about crunch because they enjoyed coding. They were just consistently, constantly, forever coding, and they loved it. They enjoyed it. They were doing God knows how many hours a day for fun. As, yeah. As, as, as a retired New York City police officer just stated, sometimes you stand in the rain, but that's part of the job. You, yeah. you knew yeah. it when you started. So I, on that, I think, I think it's a little overblown. You know, that it's it's part of everything else that's going on here. And we have to have a nuanced adult conversation about it, because is there a problem? It's not to say that, oh, shut your mouth. There's no issue here at all, because I have friends in gaming. I have friends who have horror stories telling me about, you know, they show up with bright eyed and bushy tailed, fresh, fresh off the boat, as, as it were, because they want to make their favorite game. And instead, they are thrown to the salt mines. It's the salt mines. Well, I and, love and, that. And I love that. By that is, what I mean by that is I'm talking about like, you yeah. know, you move to a country you've never been before. You speak yes. no language. You, you know, you're, you're, you're thrown in a room with a, with a, with a, 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 a a roommate and basically your life is 20 hours every day all you're doing all day is game testing right it, it, those are the dues you pay right which let's be clear here in any industry there there are there is the there's the low man on the totem pole who basically gets to deal with all the the crap right and then as you rise all that stuff changes and all that stuff matures and you change things right so is there oh. some nuanced conversation to be had here of course there is of course there is right but like everything else, this has become one of the things where the pendulum swings far too much in the wrong direction. And everybody has to be clutching of pearls and talking about how it's horrible that they're getting mistreated. When in fact, like we're saying here, you know, most of the time people are talking 10, 12, however many hours. There's a lot exactly as, as Pixel and as Everborn, everybody else has already brought, brought forth. There's a lot of self-pride that comes with that as well, right? And I know what I'm talking about because I see, as you see me here, you know, this is my sometimes 16, 15-hour day, right? Between work and whatever else I'm doing or I'm on call, I have my phone with me. This is what happens in this industry. Um, can I just add Please. something real quick, Kay? Ahead, yes. So um, in the chat, there are some people saying um, just hire more people. And yeah. Uh, Pixel, I know you can speak to this as well. You can't just throw more people at every tech problem, and that can actually make things worse and slow it down. 
Guys, I'm, I just want to give it a heads up before Pixel B jumps in. I'm going to drop out to reset my stuff because my footage is is, uh, is is stuttering and it shouldn't be. So I'll be back in a minute. We'll I'm be talking about mind. Sonic till you get back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Calm down. No, uh, no, no. no but, you're, you're right. Like you can't throw you can't throw too much too much uh, hand resources at the problem because then it adds more bureaucracy, more overhead, more more well, logistics that, in that right? department Fresh as well. Fresh meat doesn't know what they're, what they're looking for, yeah. right? So yeah. you, you need people who have been working on the project for a while to determine some of these issues. With, where to go with or them. you're going to wind up losing a person because you well, you lose a person's effort because now I need to train you. I, I need to show right. you what to look for first before I can even ask you to help do anything. So you yep. can't always yep. just throw, throw uh, numbers at it, which is why See, they often just throw so- your time at it. But you know what, guys, and, 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 and you know, I'm, I'm being a little open-ended here. You guys tell me what you think here. It always seems to be a conversation of either they're not producing or they're talking about crunch. There never seems to be a nuanced, happy medium conversation there because it doesn't have to be either crunch or fail. That's because, that's because unfortunately, happy medium doesn't click. It doesn't get the clicks on Twitter. <laughs> right, right. Oh, oh, it right. doesn't get the clicks on the website. You'd never see an article about oh, about you know, this guy's really happy in his job. <laughs> this sometimes, but they sorry. all He's agree that it's necessary, that. <laughs> and they get compensated very well for it. You know, you know, let's, see, let's, <laughs> let's let's ask a quick because I think um, I mean like Everborn said, might. You might be happy in your job. <laughs> there's there's you know there is like levels to this right. And this, um, at least from <clears throat> what I understand, is what they're saying here about Fallout 76. Um, it is not some of the horror stories that we've heard. No, elsewhere. not at all. Yeah, This is not like pee in a jar kind of crunch, right? Um, this is not like Halo 1 and 2 type crunch, which was, by all accounts, hell on earth. Right. So yeah. um, I guess my, my, my question is... Um, and you talked about, and you talked about, um, you know, Matt talked about people being early in their career. Um, is it morally wrong? And I know it's not show show friends, it's show business, so moral. So I have nothing to do with this. But is it wrong to say that the the grunts, right, the the new cadets, right, fresh out of basic training? Which is you know college mm. or where however they got in there, is Fresh it wrong to all that. right? Is it wrong to say that those are the guys that are going to do the grunt work in the long hours and pay their dues, and once they do that, there'll be new people to come in and do that the grunt work in the long days and 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 all. It's those a rite of passage as it tends to be, yeah. But is there is there something wrong with that? Oh, I don't. When think you were young, inherently wrong with that. I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with that as long as it's all it's all within, you know, normal moderation, normal context. You know, you 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 get to you get to get the coffee, you get to, you know, but when <laughs> folks start doing that, you know, look, we've all gone through it. Right. You're in the mail room. You know, uh, my equivalent of that was, you know, you do all the legwork that requires hours and hours and hours of, of ridiculous data entry or whatnot. You know, we all go through it at some point before eventually you manage people and then you tell them to do that. You know, it's a rite of passage, but right. it's a fine line between, hey, it's a rite of passage. We're trying to gauge your work ethic. Eventually you'll move on. And then, you know, as it's normally done, 
versus hey we don't care about our grunts so we're just gonna like like grind them into a pulp because hey they're contractors yes. we can always get more you know what i'm saying there's a fine line there there's a nuanced conversation to be had there and well, maybe that gets lost because twitter you know yeah i mean look look here's the thing um everyone so far has had great points and everyone is really knocking it out of the park uh regarding uh, and k you told you said this uh, in the green room and you said it perfectly here there is a fine line there is absolutely a fine line. It doesn't have to be two extremes. It doesn't have and to be. And for the record, I don't think most of these conversations or most of these articles that have come up get even close to that line. They, I agree. They write it in yeah. such a salacious way. And I'm yes. thinking of this article. It's old, and I'm dude, thinking of, uh, what do you call it? Uh, what do you call it? State of Decay, that article that came out a couple months ago. They all seem like either it's water under the bridge that they're not trying to drudge up. Right. Or they say it in a, a salacious way to make you outrage when in fact you look at your own life and go I don't, I don't see a big deal about that like you know yeah you work a couple hours longer than normal you work weekends sometimes when when it's becoming a real problem they start offering you overtime pay all part of standard work you know yes so i i honestly think that although there is a nuanced conversation to be had these things that they're using for that purpose that that shows the disingenuous nature of the source of that material. It seems like they're using it to, to to do pot shots rather than actually having a real conversation about serious issues. You know? Yeah. Now shout out to Morlesco in the chat. He says, "Boom! I just got off playing Gears Five in co-op. Good on you, young man. Uh, Gears Five is a masterpiece." Uh, listen, speaking of Gears, I, I do want to bring in Crispy Bomb because you know if anyone that has been following this show or or seen um, uh, Crispy on the next podcast, which he's been there for years. You know he's a blue collar dude, right? He's he's a butcher, right? He talks about it all the time. He actually he puts really nice, great looking steak uh, pictures on Twitter on a regular basis because the guy knows how to cook a steak. Uh, what what are your thoughts on this report? Because uh, again, you know you obviously are vested in Microsoft. You know you are part of this program where very pro Microsoft here and we will give them the business when need be and, and or as the righteous smoke as Kay Asante likes to say but in in a, in a specific situation like this I got to say I got to say that Booty's onto something because uh Microsoft has made a point to let the industry know that we will delay a game and we will have a game uh take longer than maybe it would have 10 years ago because we care about our people um, which is why, like you just said, this is really old news. It's a non-story. But I'm interested to get your opinion on a lot of the younger generation that is in the industry. Um, you know, they, they feel like they want to do their eight hours. They want to spend their six hours developing games. They want to spend two hours, like get, get an hour lunch break, get, maybe get to the nap pod, you know, maybe get an latte. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if that actually happens, but I've seen it. So I, I'm going to assume that it does. What are your thoughts on this? You know, you know, physical labor versus crunch. Who's right? Who's wrong? Uh, what is crunch, really? I mean, that, that's what we have to look at. I mean... Crunch for me would be, you know, like a year ago, <laughs> and actually, actually, a year and a half ago when I was working for my company, and we got paid our forty-hour salary, but was expected to work for probably sixty hours every week. Wow. that's the way they looked at it. Wow. Um, to now, where we've merged with another company, and it happens to be that the merge has brought 
the other company's CEO as our CEO. And immediately at this point, we have turned from you get paid for 40 and you deal with the rest to you get paid overtime after. How does yeah. that feel for, for an employee? That feels pretty good. So you actually make money back as you do the crunch, quote unquote. Right. So that doesn't you do happen when you're on a salary, though, right? Like these, it these does not happen. Guys. You get paid. Your you salary is your salary. salary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, you know, it's funny. You, there you are should, certain instances where you get paid after a certain amount of time. So you get. So there was a point in time where I was making my salary, and then you know, five hours after my salary, I would get paid half time, which is basically minimum wage, even though I am the manager of that department. So I get paid half my wage for those five hours. Then after that, I get some kind of convoluted overtime. It was a little weird, never added up. I said, no, I'm just going to work my 40. At that point in time, my company already got sued and they're like, you know, this, yeah, we're, we're not going to say nothing about that. So I didn't work any overtime. Now that I'm getting paid overtime, I'm willing to work a sex day. I'm willing to do things like that. And I think that's where Microsoft's going to go. And it is, there's not a single person that's going to care about it. Because at the end of the day, if they want the money, it's there. Right. You know what I'm saying? But that's crunch. Like crunch, most of these people are salary. Okay, they get paid a certain salary per year. That is all. But then they get the the pushback from like, you know, higher ups because they want to move up because they're younger and they go and say, well, you've got to do more. Well, what do you mean that I'm working my my 40 hours? What's going on here? You know what I'm saying? And that's the way I always looked at it. And and for them to take away that, I think creative freedom is going to go crazy in Microsoft. I think it's going to be something that we might not see. I think next year, I think we're going to start seeing it. But, you know, this year we're not going to see it because they're, they're changing cultures. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's something that, you know, when it comes down to it, when the Activision deal is done, guess what? That's the government signing off on it. They're good with Microsoft. They, they, they put out, oh, we're doing this. We're, we're, we're allowing unions they did that for a reason come Mm -hmm. on well i mean listen to microsoft's credit they are taking the lead in changing the industry and i absolutely love that and obviously you know we've seen activision be you know the the as chaosante always says the salt mines of call of duty well we know that call of duty isn't going to be every year now that they're uh they're skipping next year and uh, it's probably to kind of fix things fix things that are broken so microsoft is doing doing this industry justice i i think at the end of the day because you get you could sit here and tell me like you know sony's doing no they're not nintendo no no this is what they're doing allowing the union to like coexist in their ecosystem Mm-hmm. Is unprecedented. It There's no is. other yeah. trillion dollar company that has ever done this. Okay. This is something that says, you know what? We are for the people as well. And you know what? You could say they have all the money in the world and everything else. Well, they have all the money in the world to do what Amazon did. Okay. But they didn't do that. 
Right. You know, and maybe it's a PR move. Who cares? They're doing the freaking right thing. They, they absolutely are. That. Yeah, no, well, no, no. So, so to that end, right? And I think this is the experiment. And we'll, we'll, we'll find out, like you said, not right now, but in the future. We will see if uh, creating an environment where your, your uh, talent is, is happy, right? So meaning you consider the work-life balance, right? Right, right. You, you don't put them on artificial dates because the dates don't really matter to you because of your business model, right? Um, will that in turn, uh, you know, will taking the pressure off the creative people um, not, I know there's pressure to deliver something great, but will it will it lead to uh, what the kids call greatness, or is pressure um, a part of the? Check? Yeah, just last thing um, I'm gonna say is yeah. is pressure a part of the equation when you are when you are making? Something well, great? if you if you think about it, and this is the way Microsoft probably looks at it. Look at what three four three. I mean, it's not what we expected. I'm sorry, like. Let's be honest, like the the single player was really good and the multiplayer itself was really good, but everybody wants that co-op, okay? And they can't deliver for some reason. I mean, we're going on what, a freaking year? Yeah. I mean, come on. You know what I'm saying? So, and we're talking about, you know, a trillion dollar company with a $500 million IP, technically, and that's off of what they spent on it, even though it's billions of dollars IP, especially with a TV show. Okay. Like they, they still can't get it right right now. And that's what that drives me nuts. Cause I'm a gears fan and I look at what gears five did till now. And now I was like, I want more. I want you guys are on a roll. And then they just stopped. So they're mm-hmm. doing something, you know what I'm saying? Because the coalition is no joke, but I feel, feel like a lot of people look at 343 and say, you're kind of a joke right now. You, you, you gave us two things that were decent, but you didn't give us what we wanted. And I, I think a lot of Halo fans, which, you know, I'm a moderate Halo fan. I'm not like, you know, the upper echelon, like, boom, he loves the multiplayer. I didn't hear, you know, I don't hear enough people like talking about the single player. And you know what, why that is? Because there ain't no co-op there. Yeah. I mean, listen, I, I don't necessarily, I can't necessarily say that there's, a, that, 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 look, Crunch, I, I got to find his, uh, where he said this. Hold on a sec. Daniel McGee, who was on this Tuesday's Xbox Factor, yeah, yesterday's Xbox Factor podcast, he said something pretty interesting. Let me see if I could find it. Um, he says this. There's no space for crunch in the game industry anymore. And anyone who thinks that uh, that's a controversial statement, uh, for the love of Joe, um, uh, needs to grow up. Now, he's he's on to something because I don't think you have to have crunch. I don't think you need to have people crying in closets and sleeping under their desks. I, I, I think that that's absurd to even suggest such a thing. Uh, I am going to say that if if boom. Yes, sir. Just one thing to to that point, and again, remember what what I always say: not show friends, show business. Show right? business. Yeah, it, it gaming uh, but, is a business, but, folks. But, they're, they're, but, yeah. but what we have to consider is uh, the labor 
market and supply and demand. As the industry grows, as game developers become in higher demand, you cannot tell people that they have to crunch when somebody else is not telling them that they don't have to crunch. You know why? Because they're just going to go work for them. They're not, it doesn't matter right now. They're not as afraid for their livelihoods. Because when your boss tells you something that you don't like and you're afraid, the reason you are afraid is that you start to think, will I be able to pay my mortgage? Will I be able to feed my family? Will I be able to do those things? Because you need the, the resources that that job provides you. But if you can go and get a job doing what you do anywhere, you're gonna you're you're, you're gonna take a little bit less shit from your boss. Yeah, right. To this point, so, that, so that flies now. That wouldn't fly during that last recession we had, right? Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. So yes, so yes. now because the game industry is growing the way it is, um, and there's so much investment here, I think part of the reason you are seeing people say we're getting rid of crunch is because you have to. It, it, it is by necessity, and it is not a moral decision. It is we need to keep these people happy because they will leave because there's other people hiring. And now so you, have, should, you, have, uh, you have uh, you have you uh, have work that does not limit you to your location. You can work wherever you want. All yep. of that makes it difficult to mistreat your employees because they can bounce whenever they want. Yeah, that's actually so true because I look at it as a retail standpoint, and it's super hard to find people that are willing to work. Yeah, I mean, and... listen, I, 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 no one has said anything wrong. Everyone has really knocked it out of the park. We're closing in on 300 people here, over 300 people, 350 people to be exact, uh, which is awesome. Uh, but I, we got to get Wandering Dutch, who's been sitting there patiently. Dutch, you sometimes have an adult opinion that people don't like, but I love you and respect you for it. What is yours regarding the crunch situation in gaming, what Matt Booty had to say, and of course, Kotaku bringing up an old story that is from before Microsoft. It's funny they went to him for a comment when he wasn't even a part of the of the of the conversation when this crunch took place. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm gonna start start at the beginning, really, in terms of my view on crunch overall, because it's not just and this is what I always hit. I always hate the comparison of crunch and these topics around crunch and, and game development because let's face it crunch isn't singular to game development it's 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 it's, it's, in it's industry. industry wide i'm talking about yeah. worldwide yes so i'm crunching I'm, right I'm now only, i'm only 34 years old uh when i was 16 17 i was holding down two three jobs at the same time uh, i was working a, a normal nine to five nine to six job through the week i was working weekends uh, then i started as a royal marine reservist before going full-time as a royal marine um so in terms of actual work ethic and 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 working a lot of hours as a 16 17 18 19 20 year old beyond um then going through later years into shift work uh, and now working as a broker and with financing and, and energy etc I can tell you the industry worldwide and every industry has changed significantly in work ethic in the terms of people you get in now. Uh, and I, I specifically highlight work ethic because now in the industry I have, although it's it's it can be absolutely mundane at times and, and drain the life out of you, the people that you get in, specifically the younger generation, have absolutely no get up and go. They don't last two moments. That, and that's correct. About absolutely yes. everything that comes in. Um, they, they, 
and I've noticed the specifically I've been in my industry now for 10 years and the the guys that we get in now some of the younger guys will be there a matter of weeks if not a couple of months and then the jacket in they just wander off they don't even bother coming back they don't even have the decency these days to tell the employer that coming back or not coming back and that's the difference between what it was then and what it is now uh, and the work ethic of the generation below the, a lot of them expect and this is not a um uh, kind of uh to, to put it past or some of the younger generation because there are some hard workers still out there quite a few but there's a lot of them now that expect things given them on a plate and and complain about literally everything under the sun um and again i, I have just, no experience but why am i not a producer yet what's it, going on yeah and, well it's not just that and then then and you, you do get it, and I've heard I've heard countless complaints and excuses and things like that throughout my years working working in several different industries. Like I say, now I'm a broker, uh, obviously working in finance or any kind of financial kind of perspective. You know, even if those who work at if, if game developers really want to talk about crunch, go to the <laughs> go down to uh, go down to the, the the stock exchange, any stock exchange worldwide. You want to talk about crunch and working working obscene hours? They want the They're money. Still doing ninety to hundred hours, hundred hour plus. They weeks. want the money, dude. Like, they, uh, let's be honest. Like, they, they they want they want the money, but you you're talking about some of the and we're talking not even the higher up jobs because they get easier. We're talking the lower down, the beginning jobs and things like that. That is crunch work. Well, I think I think higher ups. I mean, you look at it that way, and you say the the salaries that they get. I'd say, yeah, yeah. fuck it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly, exactly. But that's a different kind of crunch altogether. The the perspective I'm coming from here is, and and this is just personal viewpoint on what I've physically witnessed in my time working from start to finish, and and my work ethic, and watching other people's work ethics throughout the years. Is that it's significantly changed from what it was 10 years ago to what it is now and what people expect to do. And this is couldn't obviously you get now even five years ago, you never used to go on the internet. And when you had it, when you had a moan about people's work ethics, people would you would have a normal conversation. Now you get these teenagers and kids going, okay, boomer. Like, all right, okay, yeah, because you don't get your way, you're gonna here's your little Slur yeah, against they're gonna, be, they're gonna yeah. be very quippy. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. It's all it's all sarcasm and things like that. And if they don't get the way they cry or they go and complain to someone straight away, I want to see your manager. We didn't have the the whole Karen thing years ago. You know what I mean? <laughs> but this is this is the problem we've got now. We've got people that are willing to complain about everything left, right, and center. Yep. And I'm, we were speaking before about developers of of previous years. Yeah, they had crunch, but the vast majority of them were crunching off their own backs. Even if you go back to watching the story of Mojang, and, and granted the guy, the guy's a bit of a nutcase at times, but if you watch the story of Mojang and how they come to be and how much work they put into getting that game up and running and just how often they were in the office or coding consistently to get that thing up and running, that was a passion project. If you look at indie developers now as well, do you think they've got anybody to complain to when they've got a crunch to get their own game out? Hell no. Because indie developers are passionate and they want to do something. These people want to work in the game industry. And at some cases, you're going to have deadlines to get things out and you've got to work to certain deadlines. At the end of the day, as uh, as not Keir Everborn's mentioned, it's a business. It is a business. You're working. You are employed to do a job. 
And yes, you're going to get some, and these, and tell you what, the benefits you get at the at companies such as Microsoft and Xbox these days, never mind your salary, the benefits you get for working at these companies are almost second to none compared yes. to the vast majority of, yep, of salaried jobs in the world. And it, it, it does really boil me sometimes to just to see some of the complaints you see from some of these, and it is the younger generation, older, you, older developers, you never once see them complain. It's always the younger generation that complain about work and crunch. It's it's the, the, the early 20s, the, the mid-20s. Uh, the, they're the ones complaining or, or just fresh but out you know and things what, like that. You know what, one Dutch, though? Here's the thing. Even back then in those olden days when, when people used to be, you know, uh, burning the midnight oil for hours and hours on end on the low end of the totem pole, if a reporter stuck a mic in your face in the 90s, wouldn't you complain, yeah, they got me working ridiculous hours? It's always been a rite of passage. Yeah. The only difference is now, exactly, now you just get Kotaku putting a mic in your face going, hey, young man on totem pole, why don't you tell us what your grievances are so we can, we can you know, make a report about it. write a big article you know? about it, yeah. Exactly. That's well, the only I, difference can I, here. Can I ask Are... a philosophical question for a minute? Oh, yeah, damn. Everybody. It's not that philosophical. But um, <laughs> isn't, isn't there something to be said that maybe the younger generation is more focused on their own goals and well-being than the, the, the goals and the well-being the company they work for. That, yeah, that, yeah. that might be true, but a lot of the young generation isn't meeting their goals. Oh, yeah, like, hey, I agree. They aren't they aren't excelling, right? So yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Somebody should be taking over this the podcast. One, <laughs> I was going to say the one thing I want to add to it as well, and it, it's this is a, a weird kind of thing that I have noticed. But have you ever noticed none of these articles are going to any company regarding crunch for games that haven't come out a broken piece of rubbish? Yeah. They talk about crunch with Halo. Halo has been absolutely ridiculous. It hasn't got the content. It still doesn't have the content. There is no updates. There is no. <laughs> there is no map. Like there's right. nothing, yeah. there's to, nothing to, there. To, so to your point about crunch, and you're like, but the game's been in development for seven plus years, and he's talking about crunch on on. A, they on don't Halo, know how to build an engine. Hey, let's um, be honest. To 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 we your point. The same about Fallout seventy. Yeah, but it's the thing is, and it's the same about Fallout seventy six. They talk about crunch with what's happened to Fallout seventy. But that was also another buggy game. After they went to Insomniac to talk about Spider Man. No, uh, and I guarantee they crunched on that. But did they go to them to speak about crunch? You could play no. as a mailbox. But why, I, why I, would they, I, exactly? So are you why, 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 that all they care about is success and, and, and the failures? Exactly. If the, the game's ones... successful, they don't <laughs> yeah. write an article about crunch. If the game has yep. issues, then the crunch issue comes to hey, light. Hey, Dutch, I, I guarantee you they're crunching on Ragnarok right now. Mm. I guarantee you. Right? And, and, and to that end... Um, as I, my other saying, which is winning cures everything, I think that, like you said, when you have a successful product. Right now, everybody that's upset about crunch, I bet you if, if, if I said to you, hey, uh, Redfall and Starfield will come out this year, but it will require some crunch, nobody would care about the crunch. Nope. They'd say, do you? No, they would not. The yeah, you're right. Well, you're right. To, to be fair, to be fair, in, in 20, um, 2020, when TL. Uh, the Last of Us Two came out. 
they did have a uh, a little bit of conversation about crunch. It just they didn't did. last very long. No. Yeah, it was yeah, very brief. And, and, people started and, and, everybody, and everybody was like, look at the game. People need to stop yeah. complaining. All the Last of Us yeah. fans. Yes, they were. Right. Well, see, right. but, the, but that, that, that right there should tell you that we shouldn't even take any of these articles seriously because they're not distributing that righteous smoke evenly. They're only doing that it is to correct. certain yes. groups. That's what I'm saying. The, they're, only times, bothered with, you know? they're only bothered with the crunch when it's a game yeah. that hasn't meet, meet demands. If the yeah. games met demands, they don't give it the light of day. And that yeah. is the issue we've got here. Like, Crunch is is not only company-wide, and this is what Matt Booty's saying that is correct. Yeah. It's not that it's just Fallout 76 or it's just Halo Infinite. Like, vast majority of studios, in some respect, have a Crunch culture at certain respects. And if you speak to any developer, they'll tell you there are certain types of Crunch. There is crunch that you want to do willingly because you're desperate to get this particular thing finished and you'll work through the night to finish it because you're on a roll and you just want to keep going because you're in that that mind frame and you just want to just get that coding done, just get it done. I've got this little bit here and I just want to finish it. I just want to finish it. And before you know it, it's two, three, four o'clock in the morning and you've eventually finished this bit of coding that you need to do and it's working perfectly. You've tested it. It's fine. Okay, now I'm going to go to sleep. And then there's the other kind of crunch where the company's saying, listen, guys, we really need to get on top of this little section here. We're like two weeks behind this particular section. We need to just like, you need to get down. We're going to have a week's worth here where no one's getting, no one's going on holidays or anything like that. We need everyone hands on deck. We need to get people in. If you can do work an extra day, et cetera, et cetera. There's two types of crunch within game development. Well, you know, you know what Dutch though there, I, I would actually, I would, I would say there's a third type because both that you've described are not an issue. Because that's no. all part of work. That exactly. third type is when when they take part two there, which is hey, we're all telling you guys all hands on deck, but then it lasts for like a year, right? And yeah. it's like twenty four seven. They don't crunch, crunch, well, you know what, like I think you know what years. a lot of the issues are now. That's where the, the conversation can be had, but I don't think that's what's happening here. Am I wrong? I Dutch? But no, I don't think it's I don't think that's not happening. I think another issue that you've got now as well, and I've forgotten which company it was that I've seen it with. Um, and it was essentially that outsourced to a particular company. Was it here? It might have been Halo. Was it? Yeah, yeah. Three four three outsourced was to a company, the and they stuff. and they lied about their kind of their mm-hmm. QA capabilities. And mm-hmm. they, every time they got something back, it was wrong. I don't know whether or not that was Halo or something else. No, it wasn't Halo. But I recall this. I don't think it was Halo, but but I recall the story. But yeah. I don't think it was Halo. So essentially, outsourced these QA, these separate outsourced QA teams, etc. It was cyberpunk. It was just causing more issues oh, and problems, and that boils yeah. down again. Yeah, yeah that was part of their excuse right. as to yeah, why cyberpunk. it ended up the way it ended, because they said they they were getting faulty. Uh, yeah, that that story yes, just yes, broke yes, a couple yes, of days yes. ago. As a matter of fact, yeah. Yes. Oh, that was cyberpunk, cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Obviously, not all of it, because we know we know historically the cyberpunk devs said this game's not ready. Don't put it out. <laughs> Um, we know that. Well, we know the whole story yeah, behind that. that. Been a but fucking course, PR move, though. That's the way I look at it. Uh, no, we, we know that wasn't because, of course, the the, the directors themselves had to apologize to the develop the developers, the uh, uh, and rightfully so because them guys worked their, their ass off and told them so. Told this isn't right. We've seen that again on the Sega front with Balan Wonderland, and the the lead director said it isn't ready, and and. Uh, not Sega, sorry, and Square Enix said, tough, it's going out. <laughs> and it wound up being a disaster. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we know we know what happens. We know these, and again, it's the big wigs, but 
the, the case is there's there is two sections here. Yes, you're gonna get you're gonna get hard crunch, but unfortunately, we've also got a sort of culture of of soft people now. Yeah. We've got a culture of soft people that expect to get everything they want and not give 110 percent back. Yes, not that is that that's a that's a fact, and and I can tell you, you know, I, I bring it I bring it back to my days as a New York City police officer, like weekends off. You, you you have to earn that. You have to get a detail that offers that. You have to have years invested. You have to produce in order to be put in a specialized unit like uh, th- that that gives you this. There were kids coming out of the academy that wanted this Saturdays and Sundays off. They didn't want to walk a foot post. They wanted to be. They wanted a, to be a, plain clothes detectives. They yeah, got to sleep that, with all the girls yeah, working that, at that, Studio Fifty Four. Yes, that does. That's that's that is that is not that is there not. There is no know. in the champagne. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> I mean, look, listen. The bottom line is, I am very happy to have this conversation. I think that everyone here knocked it out of the park. I said, I I I, I do not shy away from having these very difficult. And sometimes controversial conversations because they need to be had. Uh, Microsoft is in a position this year where we don't know if they, you know, because we've look perfect example. Uh, 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 Xenon Ronin seventy seven says something pretty interesting in the chat. He says, "I love Xbox, but they need a more aggressive studio slash developer management, and management comes into question." For Microsoft, it, it it is a question. It's a question that we're not going to tackle or answer today because obviously we want to talk about something fun, and that's the games that are coming out for the last six months of this year. And it's quite frankly, everyone's going to have a different list. Uh, and I want to get the chat involved, but management is an issue for Microsoft. That that's a fact, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not, I, and I'm not jump piling on the rabbit, as Bugs Bunny would say. I'm saying that this is an absolute fact. Now, why is that? Is it because they're not crunching enough? Is it because because nobody says you have to have crunch? You don't have to have crunch in the industry to make good games. You need. Well, to boom, do- I can tell you from personal experience as well in terms of management, and and I think a lot of people know this as well from from management or having managers in any of their roles. You get these managers that turn up and first, and God knows how they're in management in the first place or have yes. a management role because mm-hmm. they don't know how to manage a team. And I've had managers that are like that, that are really laid back and they kind of just let you get away with murder. So the team goes goes up the drain and, and they wonder why they're not hitting targets and they wonder why people aren't performing. And then they're getting you rid of these guys buddy, that could be performing for not performing, even though they didn't manage these guys in the first place. Mm-hmm. And if any of their team members had have been managed in the correct manner, these guys would have been hitting targets, they would have been excelling, they would have been doing their job correctly. But because somebody didn't guide them down the right route or mm-hmm. give them the correct advice or correct training or correct man management, then, of course, they're not going to be performing to the standards. Of course, they're not. The manager's job is to manage the workforce. And this, that goes not just into stats and timeframes and KPIs or whatever routines you've got. A manager's job is to man-manage. You've got to know whatever's going on with your team at any given moment, whether that be personal issues that you might have to deal with and manage and work around, whether that be aims that this every individual has on your team. Okay, what's your aims? What are we aiming for? What are we working mm-hmm. towards? Okay, do you want to be do you want to be management? Do you want to be a senior coder? Do you want to be a senior technician? Do you want to be a senior art director? What do you want to do and how can we get you there? These are things that managers should be doing 
And if there isn't a number of soft managers as well that have got into these jobs that haven't earned the right to be in these jobs, unfortunately, and this is an issue that's going around. So you get you get some that are far to the opposite side and overmanage, and we call those essentially um, micromanagement, where it's every finite detail is constantly on your back, and that's too much. That's when people break. Right. Then you get the opposite side where it's far too soft and they don't do anything. And half the time you can't find them because they're walking around having a coffee or they're outside having a smoke. And they're the guys that shouldn't be in management. The two yes. opposite sides, it needs yeah. to be a good balance. And they, once you've got that down, then you're, then you're working, with, working with fire. Yeah, no, and again, I, I, look, we're not developers. I, but, you know, Pixelbit G is. Uh, and so he understands yeah. the minutia of it, uh, of the business. We are podcasters, but a lot of us worked uh, tech jobs. Some of us are working tech jobs right now. Some people work blue collars uh, like I did. Uh, and we're all going to have different opinions. But I, I do have to applaud the panel. I have to applaud the 350 people we have here uh, in the chat that have had a lot of big opinions. It seems like everyone is playing nice. No one's being overly aggressive, which is what I like. But I do want to get to a couple of super chats that I missed early on, and I'm going to get to the next topic of conversation, folks. And that is, what is your top three most anticipated games for the remainder of 2022? Not what has not what has already released, but what is releasing in the next six months. And quite frankly, uh, regardless of where you like to play, whether that be PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo, or like myself, all three. You're going to be eating very well. As a matter of fact, your your backlog is going to continue to grow. But the first um, super chat I missed is a good friend, generous friend of the program, Drawn TJ drops a five dollar super chat and says, "Hey guys, I'll listen later. Keep up the awesome content." Well, thank you for that, Drawn TJ. Definitely appreciate the view, listen, and of course the generosity. We also have um, uh, Xbox BG drops a very generous. $5 super chat and says, I'm just dropping by to show support. Well, thank you for that. Definitely appreciate the generosity. And of course, you being here to hear the topic at hand. Brett Bingham, another generous friend of the program, drops a $10 super chat and says, Halo's problem was the incorrect choice of dev tools that made it incredibly difficult to work on. The Coalition and Playground seem to outperform 343 because they stick to the dev tools that they know. And you might be onto something with that. We definitely know that at some point they did change over from Unreal Engine to the Slipspace Engine, which they have now. And even though I quite, quite enjoy Halo, maybe that's an issue and that's why things got mucked up. I don't know. But Bone Slave drops a very generous $2 of Jen says, if deadlines aren't met, who gets the write-up? Indeed, that's a fantastic question. And, you know, again, uh, Everborn has been made himself notorious for saying that it's not show friends, it's show business. And, you know, Microsoft, uh, again, in the next 12 months, according to them, the fiscal 12 months, not the actual calendar, calendar year, they have a lot of games coming out. And a lot of those games we did hear Matt Booty talk about, uh, well, he was heard discussing that there are so many games, or well, Microsoft has so many games, that he doesn't know where to put them. Um, and I think that is because of delays. So there are going to be, there's going to be a backup. They're going to be backed up like traffic for sure. 
but hopefully they can get that ironed out. And I, I said this, I said this even this last year, they are literally going to have so many games. They're going to pr- potentially have to delay releasing so they don't eat each other's lunch. Uh, but we, again, uh, it's going to be a big year for Xbox uh, in 2023 regarding first party. But I do want to move on to topic number two. And this is a fun one, folks. Um, there's not a lot of news. This news for that we talked about the first half of the show broke early today. And thanks to Kayasante, uh dropping it into our private DM. I thought it was worthy of a conversation. And again, I'm very proud on how we handled it. Didn't throw anyone under the bus and talked about it logically. But we want this is this is a video game podcast. And what do we want to do? We want to talk about video games. And for me personally, The second half of this year is stacked. It's loaded with a lot of games. Um, I mean, it's easy to say you're excited for Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 because you saw the the reveal. It looks ridiculously good. But for me personally, there are three games that jump off the page uh, that may may consider to have a lot of A's next to them, um, but may are, are, are probably low in the totem pole for a lot of people. Uh, and the, the, my, my top three picks are uh, the first one is going to be, no surprise, Sonic Frontiers. Uh, my God, I'm a Sonic stan and uh, I am a Sonic <laughs> Adventure stan and I'm an apologist for Sega. And I will say that after the footage that was just shown at the Nintendo Mini Direct, I am all in, especially when you can go to these special levels and the, the worlds look like. Um, cities wow that looked phenomenal looked very yeah. fast uh high on life i talked about that was obviously shown at the xbox bethesda event that to me is was an unknown commodity uh it is on my uh very very short list for one of some of my most anticipated games but the number one number one game for me is the evil west i don't know how many people have been keeping your eye or ears to that game um, that game gives me some OG Xbox fe- feels. If you don't remember the game, um, I, let, me, let me see if I could pull up the actual, what the name of the game was, because I, I literally forgot what it was. Let me just go into our DMs. Um, I had sent this to us earlier in the, in, uh, in the, um, in the chat. Capcom actually uh, published this game, but it was made by High Moon Studios. That's right, the same High Moon Studios that I think Xbox will eventually. It was called Dark Dark Watch: Curse of the West, and uh, I I did a I I put posted some pictures of the game on Twitter, um, and it again it's a different game than the Evil West, but it wow it does give me those feels. I don't know how many people have been watching the Evil West. That game looks like that is going to be the sleeper hit of the entire year. Uh, Wandering Dutch, let, let, let's get your top three picks. What 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 uh, fancies your eye uh, for the remainder of the uh, last half of 2022? Yeah, uh, to be honest, we have, we went through this tonight as well, actually talking about not even just the, the tail end because November doesn't actually have any big set releases yet, really. Um, neither does December. Um, not big, big ones. We're talking about, of course, Callisto yeah, no. Protocol's massive. Yeah, yeah. Um, Callisto Protocol is the main one for me. Um, second now is High on Life. Um, absolutely phenomenal. Um, the others, the, the other two that I'm still waiting on, but not guaranteed. Um, 
outside of God of War, because of course that could slip as well. Um, but I'm not, even though I loved God of War 2018, God of War Ragnarok's more of the same. So I'm not, it's, I'm, I'm more excited for new things than I am for things I've played before. I'm getting the new version of the thing I've played before. I'm like, I'm more excited for new experiences, put it that way. Um, the two others that I'm really looking forward to in terms of AAA titles um, that I'm, I'm hoping we do get dates for soon um, is Hogwarts and Avatar. Nice. Um, like when, when we saw that uh, deep dive uh, state of play into Hogwarts Legacy, uh, that really that surprised me in a, in a really good way because I was not expecting that level of detail um the the sheer amount of activities and depth in that particular game as to what you could do and where you could go and what and all the creativity and um enhancements and things you could do um so i'm really looking forward to hogwarts um high on life as well for double a uh or triple i as they refer to it as um (laughs) looks absolutely awesome um again that gave me um psychonauts vibes with its creativity and his wackiness and the, the vibrant colors everywhere and the strange characters um but that again that that looks absolutely awesome um and yeah like like i mentioned as well before in callisto protocol which i think speaks for itself that that just looks absolutely phenomenal um and then a then a sneaky little shout out as well for another indie game metal hellsinger which i've raved about oh yeah yeah we, i downloaded demo that game is pretty it's pretty good yeah, it's that is in, and that's only just a small little slice of that game as well, and with one track and every, uh, the, uh, it still it still blows my mind that a, that an indie studio has managed to get all these huge metal artists to create music specifically for their game. Um, we're talking massive metal artists as well, like lead singers from Slipknot and a System of a Down and everything like that to create specific copyright free music for you to play and stream. And everything like that, so you never get problems like that on on it. Um, in the game, it's fast paced, it's uh, it's intriguing, it's like Doom on steroids with with actual like vocal tracks and everything in the background. It's just phenomenal. Um, and that game's only like thirty. It's like I think it was four, maybe thirty seven dollars or something like that. Um, thirty three wow. pounds in the UK. It's it's nothing specifically for what they've put into it as well. It's like I say, it's doing. When, when does it, when does that release? Dutch September. September. Okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah, yeah, and it's like I say, a huge shout out to that one as well because that one that one's like a, a a bonus on the end there. That's two games that we saw in the showcases that um I wasn't aware of. Right. Uh, and now, absolutely can't wait for, and that that again is is high on life and, and metal health. And the odd thing, the odd thing, yeah. Dutch metal health singer is next gen only. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. I would imagine. I think it's more to do with the pacing of that game because it is mm. fast paced. Um, true, true. True. Yeah. It looks great. Plays great. I completely agree with you. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's yeah. It's, you know uh, what? The Callisto if Protocol hasn't downloaded pick. the demo for that yet. The demo is out everywhere. Download the yes. demo. Have fun. It's great. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah mine. I am. I cannot wait for those games, and like, I'm just fingers crossed that, like I say, Hogwarts and Avatar, both of those games get the release dates. Uh, but I'm, uh, I'm expecting potentially some of them to fall out of it because again, it's a hugely packed October, 
It's a massively packed September as well. October is ridiculous, dude. Yeah. It, it, it's it's there's so many games. It's it's bonkers. And and mind you, you mentioned uh, Hogwarts still doesn't have a date. Which yeah, I, I if 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 it's November, which would make sense because it's you know, but maybe even for Christmas because uh, Harry Potter has been known oh, to have that would sell. Oh, oh, God, yeah, are you kidding me? <laughs> Absolutely, would sell. Um, yeah, but you know what? You, you you definitely sparked the attention of uh the over 300 people we have here with the uh, uh Callisto protocol because that's on the top of my list as well. Yes. Uh, you know, I'm a diehard uh, uh dead space and I'm really excited. I'm actually very happy for the team that they oh, don't have right. to go toe to toe with dead space. Like, yeah. dead space is next year, they have the whole open fall for themselves. And you know and- what, honestly, honestly, boom. I kind of am sad for the team. They don't have to go head to head with Dead Space because they would murder Dead Space, and they would, they would probably have murdered Dead Space. They would be happy to do so to their, their former most employer. Well. You know, the, the thing I like about that game the most, from what I've seen so far, is the just sheer attention to detail they've got in that game. Um, we we've spoke about obviously speaking of Dead Space, we spoke about the original kind of uh, the kind of amputation mechanics, as we put it where you can kind of slice things up into little little sectors and things all the way through. And they've went a whole new level with that on Callisto Protocol, where they've got like parts of bones and ligaments and things hanging out when you're chopping, <laughs> chopping segments <laughs> off. I'm like, this is, this is another section entirely. It is brutal, but it's like the level of detail they've put into that game is just insane. And it's bringing back the, the horror in horror games. Yeah. It's bringing back the what we were waiting for, essentially. So it's yeah, un- yeah, unbelievable. Well, all, all really good picks. Let's let's bring in our guest over here, um, Pixel Bit G. What are your top three picks for the remainder of 2022? I mean, there's a plethora of, of games to pick from, but what are your three that jump off the page for you? Yeah, I'm trying to stick to um, only games that I know are well have a date for this year, right? Because uh, we have some games that are are suspected to come this year, but may not. Um, the first one that I'm really interested in is Warhammer. Just Warhammer, say this is why you left off God of War. Time. <laughs> I'm, uh, hey, yes, yes. Because if if that, if that was there, then it's number one. It's nothing to talk about, right? But <laughs> without it there, then you know Warhammer 40k Dark Tide. So um, I was a big Warhammer player of uh, like back in the Dawn of War days. I'm not sure. If but I know I know Chaos Dante must know has to know this. Um, oh, I know this group of games. I know right? the so those were like games, yes. just ridiculous um, RTS games. So being able to take those characters and I mean they got some really dope um, character designs and enemy designs with the skill sets and everything. So being able to take that and put it into uh, like a first person shooter. I usually don't do the multiplayer thing um, that often online, but. That game is definitely going to be dope. Like, I don't know if you guys have seen it in action. Yeah, it looks but really like, good. It looks crazy, right? Every so, time it showed, it showed absolutely great. So, yeah. Exactly. Even, even people who aren't dark, aren't necessarily 40K fans see the graphics, see the, the, the co-op, and they're just like, wow, this is actually pretty damn good. And <laughs> I think Game Pass and them bringing them constantly to Game Pass is kind of turning people into 40K fans. You know, there's a lot of good games, 40K, that, that weren't given the attention they deserve, but yes, because they're showing absolutely. so well. Because it, it, it is, it is a niche audience category. there, Kay. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. It is. I mean, it's only only a, a select few know that that series. Um, um, but I, I mean, I also play the other, the older Warhammer stuff too. So, 
Um, the second one is going to be High on Life, which, which you, you mentioned earlier, Boom. So the reason why I, I really like the way that game looks is visually it kind of looks like a Pixar movie, right? I mean, it it's, does. It's, yes. it's so crisp, and the the um the designs of the, the characters are so creative, right? And it's just a very um you know just it's just an interesting game. Plus, they have the um the the, the way the guns are are uh, talking to you in the game reminds me of um that there's a there's a special auto pistol in Cyberpunk. I'm not sure for anybody who's beaten Cyberpunk. You, you you may know what I'm talking about, but there's a there's an auto pistol that it talks crap as you use it, right? So it's like, <laughs> oh, you want me to hit him in the head, hit him in the knee, right? So it's like, and it's like there's missions around this guy. So to me, it's sort of like they're taking that concept and making it with all their weapons, and it, it also reminds me of um of uh strangers. It was a stranger's wrath from um yes yes the yes. odd world game uh, yeah the odd, the, the, the odd world yes. the odd world game mm -hmm. yeah it's crazy yes. I think it was, that's uh, the first thing i thought of when i saw that bullets that speak at you that are live and weird little monsters absolutely that's the first thing i thought of when i saw that stranger's wrath yep yep so that, that kind of feels like a like a, a a recreation of that type of game so i think that's that, that you know people should look out for that one because i think it's gonna be a really dope shooter and then the last one is going to be a marvel midnight sun Ah, so that's a good pick. This I'm I'm an XCOM guy. I mean, like you know, from the original XCOM to the ones they they just released, where I had like a thousand hours on it. Like, love me some XCOM. So they're you know taking the XCOM formula and then adding in a deck builder, which I you know I kind of like deck builder games too. And then when the when they actually showed the game finally properly as an XCOM game, because you know prior to they were kind of. Uh, trying to act like it was an action game a little bit there with, with some of the stuff they were showing. But this time they actually showed it for the actual gameplay that it has. And there's some really interesting ideas they have going on with, with their attacks where like, like you're multi-selecting locations and then, and then, um, you know, your heroes will do like a multi-threaded attack, like uh, you know, put a warp gate behind somebody, punch them through the warp gate and then have them, um interact with another character so i think that's going to be a real interesting game I, I don't know if a lot of people are going to be interested in it but you know to me it looks like it's going to be a really really great game so those are my three right there yeah, no, those are fantastic picks let's let, let's get everborn saga in here i mean we it, it's safe to say that we know one of his picks no i'm listen I, because everybody knows that the number one game of the year is going to be sonic frontiers i'm not <laughs> i'm not going to choose that right now because it you're would be too one easy of my picks That's right it would be too easy if i went with sonic frontiers we'll see if i'm going to steal one of your picks crispy we're going to try something all right number one uh that no one has mentioned yet and i don't understand why is a plague's tale requiem that's you fucker, you already did it. <laughs> you already did it. Woo! Um, the next one, and I, again, I'm going by what people have already picked because everything I think, uh, I think Pixel's picks were fantastic. I, I think Dutch's picks were fantastic. High on life looks like it's going to be great, but I'm not going to say that for the sake of our audience. Um, I think a lot of people are sleeping on Gotham Knights. Did you see that yeah. Robin gameplay recently? Yeah. Oh, 
Yeah. I hear you. I hear you, Everborn. I'm just so salty because they're, it's they're that taking the last right. gen game uh, and calling go. it next gen and, it's and only trying to coming, get one I'm over not having this argument with you again, K. Uh, it's only coming uh, to next gen. That's the only thing. That's the only thing that irks me about that game. You you decide to you decide at the last minute. Oh yeah, those Jaguar cores that we we targeted. Yeah, we're not doing that anymore. And then you expect me to call it next gen. Ah, no, I'm just, calling no, it next continue. gen. Continue. You know, his mama called call call next gen. Call 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 this next is gen. the show within the show. All right. So uh, so Gotham Knights, and then uh, the third pick. Hmm, there's a lot here. What can I say that you guys have not said yet? Um, I want to go for the home team. I'm going to say, and I traditionally don't care about this, but like I said, home team. Me. <laughs> that was no good. One said if, I, evil West if, I, either. if I, if I thought about it, I would, didn't you say evil West? I did say evil West. That's a, that's my top pick. Yeah. Y'all are leaving All so right. much on the table. I am, I am going, I am going with, because uh, I think it's going to be a return to form, Modern Warfare. Yeah, that's a good pick. It, the, the, it looks okay. really good, okay. dude. Okay. So, so those are my three, uh, only because you guys already picked my three. So good luck, K. Asante and Crispy Ball. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, I'll give it to you, baby. No, I'll take boy. it. Pause. Love it. Big pause to that. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, man. I think I think uh, as long as Amicia gets some melee action, I think um, I think. Um, Please let me slap tail. you go in this one. Please exactly. let me slap you go exactly. in this one. Come on. Um, but no, no, I think that's going to be big. I th- I, Modern Warfare is. I think COD is going to be back and. Um, and uh, Gotham Knights, I think, is going to surprise a lot of people because it didn't it didn't really show well. But I think once once we get it, people are going to be um, amazed by it because you got to look at who's making it, right? Yeah. Unless yeah, they fell true. off, and I don't think they did. No, no. I mean, again, we saw we saw the gameplay trailer. It looks phenomenal. Uh, again, it looks like a return to form for me. I I can't wait because I you know, and again. I don't buy for the multiplayer. I buy Call of Duty for the single player, and uh, that story, for being that it is a, a, a remake, is basically what it is. I, I, I'm okay with spending the money on it because I. Oh I no! Love... Whoa, whoa, hold on! Hold on! Boom! I need to. I need to clarify. I'm not buying that game. It's coming to Game Pass in three, two, <laughs> one. Uh, if the deal is not closed by then, it will be closed soon after. I'm not playing that game if oh, I have so to you're going to wait for Game Pass. I'm, I'm waiting mean, nothing for wrong with that. Nothing, nothing wrong with that. Uh, okay, Santa, let's get your opinion on this. There's one game that I have in the back of my mind. I'm not going to say it because I, I don't know if it's Crispy's pick or Kay Asante's. I will save it for the back end of the conversation. What are your top three picks that have you most excited that are left that I have unreleased in 2022? Yeah, so so again, uh, as, as has already been pointed out by Pixel, we are we're 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 limiting ourselves at least i'm limiting myself to games that have a release month because yeah they all say 2022 or whatever but unless you have a release month at least i don't think it's real so with that in mind y'all have stolen all of mine but i think there's only one of the list here that was stolen that i think still begs reiteration and that is evil west so that's on my list as well 
You know, there are many that are also on my list that I won't reiterate, but Evil West requires reiteration because I'm just as excited as you are, Boom. I think it's going to be a great, unusual game. That, that game looks people. so good. It, yeah. it looks so good. It, I can't believe actually what I'm seeing. Yep, it, it looks so, so good. I, I'm very, very much excited to see what, 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 what that turns into. And that's in September, so we'll see soon. You know, so I'm, I'm excited about that. Uh, I was going to say A Plague Tale because I'm, I'm excited about that, but, you know, please let me smack Hugo. That's neither here nor there. High on Life was my dark horse because I've played their previous game, so I know what to expect from them. I'm Since literally playing that through that, that game now, and it's hilarious. It's great, right? Like, exactly. Trover saves the universe. It's, it's absolutely awesome. Since all of y'all stole that, my second choice will have to be Deliver Us Mars. Ah, dude, the first one was amazing. First one was unusually great. And now they got Deliver Us Mars, and I'm just like, hey, now, you know, and I'm in the bag because he's a Dutch developer. I I basically was raised in the Netherlands. So, you know, whenever they're doing great things, I see you there, Guerrilla Games. I'm happy about it. So Deliver Us Mars. And just just, just for some clarification, if people Mm -hmm. don't know what we're talking about, there's a game that's currently available. It's called Deliver Us the Moon. Yep. Uh, you can call it a walking simulator or a puzzler uh, or a combination. It's, it's more of... difficult than that. You you do do a lot of... There is more gameplay than your ter- your telltale game, if you Phenomenal. It is such a... It is such... Uh, it's the one of those games that no yeah. one talks about and mm-hmm. probably should. And the fact that it got a sequel, okay, that's a fantastic yeah. pick. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about that as, as well. And of course, because I am who I am, and you hear me say this all the time, thank you all for not saying Atomic Heart, because that's oh, coming dude, in December. Thank you very that much. That looks really good. And I am yeah. super excited. You still you know, think that's coming this year? They, bro, as that? recently as, let me let me see the article, as recently as like a few days ago. A couple they, days ago. The, the developers they said, have yeah. come out and been like, nope, it's still coming in 2022, son. We're doing it. So I'm excited because it's still Corey on the Barlog list. is still saying God of War Ragnarok is coming this year. Yeah, but, but Corey Barlog, Corey is, Barlog is, has nothing to do with God of War. He has nothing Ragnarok. to do with it. So he's not the game director. So I don't right. know why people keep listening to that guy, but he's doing something else that he hasn't told anybody about. Supposedly, it's a different kind of game. Uh, space, blah, 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 blah. Space but, related. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody's looking at Corey. I'm like, he's, he's obfuscating because he knows he's not the game director here. So we shall see. But yes, obviously, if and when Ragnarok shows up, that will that'll be the Elden Ring of its time, and everybody else will drop everything else and play that because obviously it's worth it. So we'll, we'll definitely be on the lookout for that. But these three, you know, kind of double A, double I things, still is where I, I'm looking at it. There's a lot more on the list, but yeah, I think these guys, you know, uh, uh, Evil West, uh, Deliver Us Mars. And man, let Atomic Heart come out. I will be super excited. So, yes. yeah, I've been, I've, yeah. Been on, I mean, I've been on that Atomic Callisto, Heart train for too long. We're getting Callisto Protocol and Atomic in Heart in December. In December, yeah. What a yes. Christmas. Yeah. What a well, Christmas. Indeed. That's my birthday. It, 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 yep. Yeah. And, 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 and by and the way, something? on Christmas, my family's leaving. So I'm going to be by myself all December, which is Christmas, my birthday. I'll be playing right the month, all day boy. by myself. Woo-hoo. Yeah, <laughs> but you know what's also nice. interesting? We could get Har- we, we could get Hogwarts in December mm-hmm. as well, which would yeah, be yeah, yeah, the, the trifecta, if you will. Crispy Bomb, let's get your, your hot take on your top three. And then because we have some time, I'm going to round Robin it again and let you give one more because I have one that no one mentioned. That is high on my list because I'm a diehard fan. Crispy, what are, what are your top three picks for you that someone hasn't already stolen? <laughs> well, there's only one, actually. I'm, I'm surprised. I really am. Um, a play sale, Requiem. 
definitely it's not for me it's for my girl i want her okay yeah you said she's a big fan play. of it yeah i want she's beaten the, the first one like totally like gotten everything i want her to play because she's never played on on a series x on my 4k tv and i think you know for those like two to three days she's probably going to be off limits to me and i'm cool with it because i'm just going to watch her play it um that's i'm sorry like a sobo like i'm not into flight sim but i'll tell you right now the visuals on that game wow yeah that's it that's all you can say is wow and they're doing it on cloud now like come on man like seriously so i i truly believe yeah, with this game stuff, is going to be something. Yeah, but this this game is going to be something special. You know what I'm saying? Like it's gonna it's gonna rival Elden Ring. That's my feeling right now. Mm, interesting. And and, and, and words, I'm only man. and dude, I'm telling you, and the visuals are going to grab you even more than Elden Ring. Yeah, and that's that's where I go and say, y- y'all want to talk about visuals? I- I'm gonna tell you right now. You play it on the PlayStation 5, you play it on Series X, you play it on PC. Bet you that game looks damn good. Oh, and that's, I'm sure it does. You know, so I look at that game and I say, well, wait a second. I might have to go back and play the first one after I watch her play for a little while. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's the way I the look first at one's it. a masterpiece. It, no, no, it's and I don't. Like, I played enough Hellblade. I'm like, I, I don't like the puzzles, but man, this game looks fucking good. Man, yes. it looks really good. And I'm like, this is a small team before Microsoft bought them. Like, come on, man. Like, we're we're all being like crazy about it. It's like, dude, just let them stew. Let them make their stuff. I mean, mm. the coalition visually compared to Halo three four three, it don't look anywhere near like the coalition's light years you know what i'm saying like you could say what you want but that's the truth yeah so no, but what what are, what are your other two picks though you only have uh a well, my number two my number two is scorn oh that's a good one dude that's a great my number one. two number number two is for me okay number one's for my girl number two is for me and they could <laughs> come out at the same time all right um you know i think it's like seven days after so you like feeling weird there, uh, Crispy. You like feeling a little weird. Yes. It's a visceralness. <laughs> it's like it's, it's like you weird. reload your weapon. You're knowing you reload your weapon. Okay, <laughs> that's something that like you don't see in many games. You understand what I'm saying? Like, it's one of those things. Like, you know, like every movement from what I've seen from them feels like visceral and and. You know, in your face, and like you, you know what? Do you remember? Do you, do you remember Prey? Not the not the game. Yeah, the first Prey. Prey. So yeah. So it, you say Prey, I say Darkness. Dark. Oh, dude, okay. Darkness. But one yeah. and two are great. Darkness. Yeah. One and two mm-hmm. are one. Two of the greatest games I've ever played. A lot of people like, didn't play I, those I, games. Dude, great, great. so good, so gritty. Um, a lot of people when they bring up Quantum Break, dude, I'm like, yo, Darkness was like on that level. <laughs> 10 years before you bro like that that's where like like rise i'm gonna tell you something right now i want to rise too i think it would be amazing on on that note the last game i have which is kind of weird it's kind of nostalgia the new saints row ah yes that was my pick dude totally interested in that game my god and and i remember like i i i got 
turned off from GTA at some point. And then I got those superpowers and what was it? Saints Row the third, something like that. And I was like, man, this is, this is interesting. And I played it for a period of time, but now if you become a live service game and you also treat it right, that's the problem with these companies. They don't treat it right. They don't say, Hey, we have a community already. Let's nurture them. And, and I've seen companies kind of pivot and, and do the right thing eventually, but why don't you just start off that way? I mean, we all know that we're going into a live service, like, you know, games as a service, you know, model, you know, treat us right. Don't, don't step on our cookies. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I want to dunk those cookies in the milk. I'm sorry. So you think about that and you say, you know what? You treat them right. You don't, you don't, you know, just smash the cookies. And then you look at it and you say, man, they're actually being respectful to me. And then you go and accept that and you go and play that game that you love. And, and I've seen certain companies, even certain devs within a company do that correctly. And I've seen others just smash those cookies until no end and say, nah, you're eating what we're, what we're smashing. That's all you're doing. And it's just, it's illogical. Like, you know, even PlayStation right now, you're not making me want to buy a PlayStation. But that's because I care about money more than some people. Maybe that's what it is, but it's sad. <laughs> well, I mean, listen, don't, everyone has had great picks. We have, a, we still got about 17 minutes. You know what I want to do for fun? To add, uh, add a little, uh, you know, a, 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 let, let's uh, look forward. What what is your one top game for 2023, right? And, and I want to get the chat involved in this. Uh, I'm going to pick one that I did not know I needed in my life, but I really do want. Uh, that is Flintlock Siege of Dawn. Like that Ooh. game, and, and that that game, I was, and it's funny because Dutch actually had that in his indie yeah. showcase. And no one paid any damn attention. And when I saw it at the showcase, I was like, oh, my God, That I, I get Assassin's Creed vibes from it. For me, yeah, Flintlock, I think, when is that coming out, Flintlock? That's supposed to be early 2023. That's mm-hmm. coming into Xbox Game Pass day and date. I, I am really excited to play that. Uh, so let, let me go back around the table here. Uh, and we'll start with our guest, Pixel Bit G. What, what in 2023 has your interest peaked? I am all about Starfield. Oh, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, that's I'm a, spending that's... a lot of time building my mining organization. <laughs> so, <laughs> I love if, it. If, if they allow thirty bases, I'm making thirty bases. I, I like space games, so yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to be all up in Starfield. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, you know, obviously, there's more information that's come out on on that. Uh, the the custom uh, the character customization looks like it's going to be it it it's it, it based on what the uh, Xbox UK had to say on it. It is the most detailed and biggest in Bethesda's history, uh, which is fantastic. Um, yeah, but also your 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 ship is. I think your ship is going to be kind of a character because you're you're. You're able Pretty to much. modify yeah. it to anything you want. So, you know, for a specific tasks and things of that nature. So, so a lot of there's gonna be a lot of time spent uh, base and base building and and ship building. Yeah, no, I I I I, I can't wait to see what the mod community does with that. That is gonna be sick. Uh, Kaysante, let's get your your top twenty twenty three pick. 
So this is not fair, Boom, because since 2023 <laughs> hasn't materialized, it means all these developers just get to throw a bunch of their games. Oh, yeah, 2023. And they, they don't get to put a date on it. So there are a lot of I'm looking at the list here. There are what I would consider moonshots. We know these things ain't coming out in 2023. Like, just stop, right? But they're all here for 2023, which means I guess they're fair game. Let me, let me go through. Now, I'll tell you what mine is, but this is what I mean by moonshots. Spider-Man's uh, Marvel Spider-Man 2. Really? Are we sure? I don't know about that. With all the delays happening right now, I'm not Sleep confident. Sleep on the Oh, no, yes, that's true. That's true. If there's anyone who will, who's able to make things happen, Insomniac is a machine. So yeah. maybe, but, but you know what? Let me pick something off the beaten path. Uh, most, probably, most people probably haven't heard about it. Most people have. It's, it's off the radar. Uh, I'll, I'll pick an indie pick this time around, even though there's so much on the list that are very cool that all look like they're coming in 2022 right now. My pick would be the team that got me excited about potentially like making a game myself. The team that made Hyper Light Drifter. 2023, oh, nice, they're coming out with Hyper Light Breaker, the, the, the next iteration of that original game. The, uh, if, you, if you guys have ever paid attention to that story, dude did not develop at all. He literally started game, using Game Maker Studio, a WYSIWYG editor, to make his game, and it became so good that you know, it, he built a studio around it, and he's, he's reached like ultimate success. You know, Hyper Light Drifter, amazing game by all accounts. Indie darling, amazing game. And they're doing part two, Hyperlight Breaker. So, and this time, obviously, he's he's a full fledged developer building it himself and all of this stuff. So, I'm uber excited to see you know this 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 indie developer one man show, kind of like the next Tunic, if you will. You know, he came out, showed you what he could do, and this is his second version, his his second iteration on that. You know, the next version of Song of Iron, if you will. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like mm -hmm. these indie guys out there making really really interesting things by themselves with a small team. You know, doing interesting things. So, Hyperlight Breaker, that's on my list. I'm, that's I'm excited good, that's good to see pick. what happens next. I remember the first one. The first one was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's, uh, let's get Wandering Dutch in on the conversation. Dutch, what is your top 2023 pick? Actually, mine, mine's pretty easy. Um, it's a one that was originally slated for this year that's fallen into next year, as a lot have. Um, but again, much to Asante's, Asante's uh, aim there, it's not AAA. It's uh, it's another indie title. Nothing wrong uh, with that. Flint, Flintlock Siege of Dawn. Yes. Uh, Flintlock looks absolutely phenomenal. Of course, we showed it off in the indie showcase. It was then shown off several times across uh, the, the actual showcases. Um, and every time I see that game, it just looks better and better. Yeah. Um, it's, it's another game that kind of really stood out to me is much like evil west has for a lot of people um very interesting um awesome looking kind of weird let's say it's a mix between like forspoken and god of war um in, in like this this weird kind of in industrial kind of era with magic and yeah, it just looks absolutely phenomenal so far i'm really looking forward to seeing more of that game and and, and getting to play it um, that that is my my pick so far for twenty three. You know, Rel in the chat says no one no one's talking about Wulong. Yeah, dude, that looks Ooh. that looks phenomenal, bro. That 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 when is. When was the last time we got an update on that game, though? No, oh, no, 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 no. You're Wulong. thinking Wukong. Okay. okay, all right. See, yes. 
Now, yeah. Wukong is coming, uh, supposedly coming out next year to all consoles. There was some rumor that Sony picked up the marketing rights. I could not find any information on that at all. I'd be surprised um, if they did. No, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised at all either. Hey, I mean, that, hey listen, I, I'm going to be real quick here. My, my number one pick for 2023 is Sonic Frontiers. Sonic no, that's 2022. <laughs> no, no, it's Sonic Frontiers because it's coming in 2023. My, my, my number one pick for 2023 is God of War Ragnarok. Uh, okay, oh, I see what you're doing over there. Oh, Throw some shade over to uh, Saucy. Listen, but let me give you a backup. Let me give you a backup since people are going to say whatever. Uh, I do think we get a vow next year at holiday. Mm. That's, That's a very interesting pick, and I think you might be on something. No I one's think that, talking Redfall. That game, like it, that it, game, showed it, really it well. Showed, it showed great, well. but but we're talking about your number one most anticipated for twenty twenty three. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that might be number two mm. or number three. Anticipated you know, doesn't mean you're going to play it either. Think about that, that is that. true. true. Yeah, that, uh, again, who knows? It's um, my most anticipated YouTube watch. Oh. <laughs> okay, because that counts. I got that one better. Well, what, what, what's your pick, Chris, if you want? Force of Motorsport. Ah, on, that's man. a strong pick. Yeah, I mean. Oh, I, come on now. I mean, think about it. Like, they're they're going to they're gonna slap GT in the, the booty and say, good game. That's what they're going to do. Well, and, they're going to say, and, good try. They're going to say, thank <laughs> glad you gave it a shot, is what they're going to say. No, good them. game. Yeah, yeah, good game. You know, like, you, you did your best. But, yeah, no. <laughs> it wasn't good. We're enough. on a different level. Here's Different second level. place. Congratulations. I think, I think, I think, I mean, you look at the screenshots you get now, even on Twitter, and if it's a racing game, it's Horizon 5, right? I mean, seriously, like, n- nobody's screenshotting GT7. Gran Turismo used to be the pinnacle of racing. Yeah, one, two, and three are considered legendary, at least in yeah, my opinion. And, and in my opinion as well. Yeah. Okay. They changed the game when it comes to simulation racers. And I've lost that over time. Okay. I actually go to arcade racers more. That doesn't mean that I don't know how to, you know, work a car to make it drive on the road the way I want to, not anybody else. I don't care what anybody else thinks. I'm driving the car. And what they're talking about is doing some really special stuff. On top of that, the visuals. Yeah. If you if you look at it in, in a kind of pie in the sky, I feel like Game Awards this year, and this is completely pie in the sky, they're going to announce the release date for Hellblade 2, and it's going to be next year, fall. Wow, that'd be big. Yeah, no, that's a, a Hellblade. It, They're going to go with the trend. I, I don't know. Like, they've been doing it, and it's been working. So I almost feel like they're going to, like, finish it off. You know what I'm saying? On Jeff Keighley's show, I mean. Yeah, hey, of course. But, of course. Yeah, the Keighley. But he's been, he's, you know, he put out a poll, and people voted the way they did, okay? Because Xbox is trying to change the narrative. We're all freaking gamers at the end of the day. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like no, we, no, true. we play what what game, what console, whatever we want, we play that. But I mean, why are we fighting about it? I mean, really, well, it, it, that's that's just the trolls of the interwebs. But listen, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed your two hours 
of primetime gaming with special guest pixel bit g that's gonna do it let's get to the outros first before we even do that i want to thank a big thank you to all the super chats and uh, those do come in handy more than you know because uh this july mrs boomstick at mrs boomstick's request of course is doing uh and this contest is her baby we're doing the $400 Christmas in July giveaway. Uh, we're giving away eight $50 gift cards to your choice. Uh, anywhere you want to go, Xbox, PSN, or Nintendo eShop, you win it. We, we deliver, and we are opening it up to people outside of the U.S. If you win, if you are a channel member, if you are someone in the chat, if you are someone that drops Super Chats and you live outside the U.S., because you know there's these cash apps all over the place we will pay the taxes and the difference in the amount of money for your country's uh, uh you know funds and make sure that even if you don't get the gift card from us you can go buy it yourself we will send you the money uh and that's something that a lot of people don't do because of you know international pricing we will pick up the back end of that dollar to whatever currency you have and make sure that you, if you are someone that supports the channel, we are going to make sure that we deliver on you winning that prize. Uh, but let's get to the outros. We'll start first with our special guest, Pixel Bit G. By all means, brother, tell everyone if they want to strike up a conversation where they can reach out to you on social media. Well, you can find me on Twitter under Spartan PBG, like, like Pixel Bit G. Um, you know, I really appreciate you inviting me on the show, man. I really had a good time. Thank you, uh, sir. As usual, you know, it's good to be with my boy Kaysante and and Everborn. Nice to speak to you, Crispy, and Wondering Dutch as well. And uh, you know, I listen to all you guys' stuff, man. Keep doing great work, man. Appreciate it. Well, we appreciate you being here, brother. And definitely, this will not be uh, your last invite. That is for certain. Wandering Dutch, sell your brand, brother. Tell everyone about your show that has new graphics and all the bells and whistles that you've been working on behind the scenes. And where can people reach out to you on social media? Yeah, as always, it's been absolutely awesome. Um, really cool topics again this evening. And obviously, nice to round it off with our favorite picks uh, or picks of 2022 and 23 to come. Um, awesome chat as always. It was nice and civilized this week, which was great. It's always great. <laughs> Everyone always was great. well behaved. <laughs> um, <laughs> there was there was no vitriol. We weren't getting slandered in the chat this week, but I, I appreciate that, guys. <laughs> um, but no, absolutely awesome. Awesome to to, to chat with Pixelbit G and of course the rest of our panel this evening. Um, but you can find me, of course, everywhere at Wondering Dutch, YouTube, Wondering Dutch, uh, the home of my podcast, The Midweek Mix-Up, which is every Wednesday and Sunday for the uh, for the ex uh, weekend edition. So, yes, uh, you can find me there again. Awesome evening, and uh, thanks, guys. See you all again next week. Absolutely. Real quick, shout out to Suicide Kings in the chat. He says, outro, I just got here. Another hour, please. <laughs> I don't know if I can handle a, th a three hours in this chair. My back would be a disaster area, but I appreciate it, brother. Thank you for always being here. Kay Asante, sell your brand, brother. Tell them about your incredible podcast, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, Saturday mornings with co-host and the co-most, Everborn Saga. And also talk about the show you had yesterday where you broke down the Steam Deck. 
Yeah, yeah. So thank you, thank you once again. You know, always a great show. Even when the the news gods tend to be light on us, you you keep things interesting, and I appreciate that. This was a great show. So yeah, we had a great time yesterday. We we uh, I decided we, I've been I've been enjoying my Steam Deck. If you, if you I, I apologize if you follow me on Twitter, you will see a lot of ridiculous Steam Deck, uh, <laughs> a lot of crazy <laughs> Steam Deck pictures. Recently, Give my my latest experiment is OG Xbox on Steam Deck. We're going, dude. There. That so looks so good. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So yeah, we had we had a show yesterday. Brought a few a few members of the community together. We had a really interesting conversation. You know, really cool. Got some awesome feedback from that so if you haven't checked it out please do uh, i've been doing some digital spring cleaning so again that chat is riddled with game codes because it's nice. just gonna sit in my inbox and i'm never gonna play them because i either have uh redeemed versions of them and i have extras or whatever so i've just been you know there's back for blood uh i put a bunch of games in in the chat and some people were able to redeem it some not so if you happen to check the codes if you happen to win one you know let me know Send me a quick DM, and I'll be doing more of that on, on Twitter and, and in the shows as we go on. Uh, myself and Neverborn Saga will will be back this weekend to do another show of the of the proper Gaming Circle podcast. We're still working the logistics on on what it will be because, as as we've said, the news gods haven't been kind. But you know what? We'll figure it out. But by and large, we've had a great time. You know, it's it's always awesome to podcast with you, gentlemen. Pixel, you know, you know what it is, man. This this man he needs to be podcasting more. Great voice, great opinions always knowledgeable and does not suffer fools so we appreciate him so thank you thank guys you, so sir. much for being here we'll be here next week so make sure you tune in again well thank you brother definitely appreciate that uh crispy bomb brother tell everyone about where they can listen to you on the next podcast and more importantly what else you got going on and where could people reach out to you and strike up a conversation oh man always a pleasure gentlemen and the, the chat was uh w well received i i loved the conversation i mean you gotta be able to argue with each other respectfully mm -hmm. of course at chris bomb on twitter chris bomb 28 xbox live find me tomorrow night on the next podcast 8 p.m we got retro renegades tuesday night 7 p.m and of course back here on prime time gaming 7 p.m wednesday Yes, well, great to have you that. And big shout out to the fraud in the chat, Emulation Gamer, who not only was blocked four times, still finds a way back into the chat to prove that he is a loser. Uh, but continuing, uh, Everborn Saga, sell your brand, brother. What's the update with the Everborn Saga? What else you got going on with that? Where can people buy that? And more importantly, where can people reach out to you on social media? Loser. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. terrible, terrible. Um, no, uh, Everborn Saga, right now we are currently trying to get into New York Comic Con again for this year. Very nice. It is a very crowded, uh, it's very crowded this year. Uh, last year you had the whole COVID thing, so a lot of people were scared to show up. So mm -hmm. we're, we're fighting for our slot there. We're also trying to get into Anime NYC. Oh, nice. Um, that's, a, that's a big one. Anime, that's a huge one, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're trying to get in there, and we're, we're doing main floor. We're not even looking at Artist Alley this year. So we'll see. Uh, wish, wish, wish us luck there. Uh, we are currently in production on um, three books. So there, there is a new series we're getting ready to launch, and there's Ariel's uh, Adventure Chapter uh, 2. And Prince of Arcadia, Chapter Five. So all those are, all those things are happening at once. Um, and <clears throat> and yeah, that's it. EverbornSaga.com. Check us out. 
check the books out if you have not already. That helps us to keep going. And um, yeah, hopefully, just wish us luck and see if hopefully we'll get the Comic Con. And if, if you like the books, tell a friend, post it on tell Twitter. Tell a friend, that's you know, right. Tell everyone about the communication. Let people you know you have the book. Rolling. Take yes. a picture of the book, show people that you have it, show people the product. Yeah, absolutely. And if, and if you see the product, if you have the book like I, the books like I do, and you look at the artwork, you're just amazed that they put that together. It it's just gorgeous. Yeah, and it it's EverbornSaga.com, Everborn Saga on PlayStation, Xbox, Steam, uh, Everborn Saga on Twitter, Instagram, all that jazz. So um yeah, Everborn Saga everywhere. Go to EverbornSaga.com, check out that jazz yeah well thank you brother listen again thank you big shout out to the chat of course there was a a, a knucklehead that we, we we sent him packing it always, always shocks more. me it always, always shocks more. me that if you are like a fan of a, a particular brand and you come to a another another podcast that you know that we're a favorite other brand why what there's got to be something you can listen to i i don't know but anyway listen thank you so much for uh, obviously pushing this channel past 10K this January. If you're just finding the channel and you're not a knucklehead uh, and you want to subscribe, please help us. The goal for this remainder of 2022 is to hit 12K, and we're almost at 11. We are about, uh, I don't know, two, two, uh, just, just, just a little under 300 away and would love to finish off the year strong with 12 thousand subscribers Soon that would the be activism deal closes boom yeah I, you know you said that about Ooh, the man. about the, the about the announcement and you said this about this so i i'm gonna i'm gonna hold you to that but ladies and gentlemen thank you so much i want to close out the show with something that is very important to me hopefully one day it'll be important to you and that's something that my dad taught me with kids and he would say craig treat others how you want to be treated and also it doesn't cost anything to be nice you live by those rules son i can guarantee you you're gonna have an awesome day. So take care, everyone, and we'll see you next week on the newest episode of Primetime Gaming with Mr. Boomstick and Friends.